0: A kid's podcast. (laughs) You can go slow. A kid's podcast about. Hey listeners, thanks for finding this episode. We believe in the power of conversations and knowing that kids like you are ready to talk about the big things going on in their world. If you like this episode, please consider liking or reviewing the show through whatever app you're using to listen right now. That helps others discover this podcast, and that helps make sure this show is reaching the ears that need to hear it most. Thanks. Hi, grown-ups. Mental wellness begins early. A Kids Co. has curated a range of audio, video, and book resources for the kids in your life for whatever journey they're on. Check out all the content by visiting akidsco.com and typing mental health matters into the search. You are not alone and neither are your kids. That's akidsco.com and type mental health matters into the search bar.
1: What is gender? Gender is just an idea, (laughs) Um, and, and so it resonates with different folks different ways.
2: Welcome to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. I'm Ari. My pronouns are they, them, and theirs. I'm an editor, a researcher, and I'm your host this week. The voice you heard at the top of our show was from Dale. Each week, we talk about the big things going on in your world with a different author from our Kids' Book About series.
1: Hi, I'm Dale Miller. I use they, them pronouns. I'm a non-binary trans person, and I'm the author of a kid's book about gender. I love talking about gender, and it's something I think
2: about a lot. It's something I think we should all get to talk about, because like Dale mentioned earlier, it means something different to everyone.
1: Gender can mean different things to different people, because essentially it's a concept that we as humans made up as a way to sort of like socially categorize ourselves and other people. It's something that I think a lot of folks grow up feeling is this very fixed, defined role. Um, And then as you learn about history and you learn about other cultures, you realize like, oh, we just made this up. And people (laughs) buy into it and people relate to it differently and people put different levels of importance on it. But it's really just an idea.
2: You might have heard Dale describe themselves as non-binary and trans. Those are both terms I describe myself as also. But maybe they're words that are new to you. When a baby is born in a hospital, a doctor assigns them a sex based on parts of their body. In the U.S., they would be assigned male, female, or intersex. Usually, then... The baby's grown-ups and family will assign them a gender, like girl or boy, based on the baby's sex, and often have expectations for how the baby should dress or behave as they grow to match that gender. These are called gender roles. Being trans or transgender means that you don't identify with the gender you were assigned at birth, and being cisgender means that you do identify with the gender you were assigned at birth. A binary means you're just given two options, like hot and cold, or up and down, or girl and boy. So someone who is non-binary has a gender that is outside of the gender binary of girl or boy. Gender means something different to each person, and someone's gender identity can change. But how do we know our
1: own gender identities? It's really about what feels right to you, what do different identifying words mean to you. So does Does male feel right? Does non-binary feel right? Does no word feel right? And you're like, gender is an idea that doesn't resonate with me. And like, that's fine too, you know? So I think that ultimately it's most important to find a gender identity or ways you identify around the idea of gender that feel comfortable to you. Know that those things might change.
2: Between how we think about our bodies, how others see us, how we act, and how every culture has different gender expectations, there are as many experiences of gender as there are people. Some people's experience of gender is that they don't have any gender at all. Folks with this experience often use the word agender to identify themselves. As we think about our own experiences of gender, we get to discover what gender expression is right for ourselves. I
1: think a lot of cisgendered folks probably think about uh, gender identity issues more than they realize. Everybody has something that is a part of their cultural definition of a gender identity that they hold or that's projected onto them that doesn't quite align with them. Finding how you express your gender identity is something that we all participate in or deciding that you don't want to express a certain element of gender identity. And that doesn't resonate with you. That's also something that I think everyone to an extent does, whether they're conscious of it or not. So exploring gender identity is about, you know, part of it is about how do you want to participate in gender expression or not participate in gender expression. And that's what you show the world, you know, how you dress, what you do, how you talk, But also, we all have to sort of grapple with like, well, what do I know about this gender identity that people are perceiving me as, or people are projecting onto me, or that I identify with? What are the assumptions that people make and does that align with me or not? Do I want that to be part of how I identify?
2: Exploring gender often means trying out new ways to express gender that feels true to ourselves or brings us joy. That can look like so many
1: things, like trying on new styles or ways of walking. I think a lot of folks' first thought is around clothing or styling, um, your physical appearance. And I think there's a lot of ways to play with that. Um... That can be really fun. That can also be pretty scary because that you you can do things on your own in in private that feel a little bit safe and, and do whatever do whatever you want in your own space. I think that's the best place to start. So we're all sort of exploring our gender kind of constantly because we're all coming up against the stereotypes of what different gender identity labels mean and that's never going to align 100% with a whole complicated person. There's a lot of ways. Sometimes it's just thoughts in your head. Sometimes it's actions and, and how you present yourself.
2: Listener, I want you to take a moment and think about your experience of gender and the ways you enjoy expressing your gender or the ways you want to express your gender. This may change or this may always be the same for you. But I want you to know that whatever that looks like, it is pretty incredible and a unique experience to you. When you're ready, think about the emotions that gender brings up for
1: you. Here's Dale sharing how thinking about gender makes them feel. I think the first thing is excitement. Like, I think that gender is fun. Playing with gender can be really fun. And we don't always live in a world that creates this space where it feels fun and safe to, like, mess around with gender but when I think about it like myself and my experiences playing with gender is fun like it's this really liberating experience of being like oh all of the rules are made up and so I I just get to do whatever I want So, you know, there's failed experiments. Like I've definitely done things where I'm like, this feels bad. Um, Like I'm, I, that doesn't align with me, but when you're able to do that in like a safe space, whether that's by yourself or, you know, with the people that you trust, you get to try different things out without letting other folks or cultural influence sort of dictate what feels good. And I think that's super liberating. So my first feeling when I think about like gender is just like, that's a good time. For Dale, gender expression and their gender identity are things that have changed throughout their life. Growing up, I self-identified as a girl. I was assigned female at birth. And I feel very lucky in that I think that my immediate biological family wasn't super preoccupied with, with gender roles, with kind of culturally accepted, like, you have to act this way because you are this gender, that idea... Wasn't something that I was really like forced into based on the family I grew up in, um, and so it was helpful to me in this way because I didn't feel really like trapped in in like what it meant to be quote unquote female. And then as I grew up and interacted with like the world at large, it was sort of this this realization of oh like. All of these ways that I see myself and being called a girl growing up didn't really bother me. It's starting to bother me because that doesn't feel true. That doesn't feel right. The way people perceive me based on my body doesn't feel accurate. We'll be back in a minute with more from Dale right
2: after this break.
0: Visit akidsco.com for more great books and podcasts made to empower kids.
2: Welcome back to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about gender with A Kid's Book About author, Dale Miller. Gender expression can be a way to show and share your experience of gender with everyone around you, as well as a way to affirm your gender for yourself, which means it can be different for everyone. But Dale shares ways they like to express their gender identity.
1: I change my hair a lot. I cut my hair a lot. I color it. This is something that for me feels like a very androgynous move, but I will own that not everyone would perceive it that way.
2: Androgynous means that something is a mix of masculine
1: and feminine. I don't have eyebrows. That's intentional. I remove them on the regular. I also have long fingernails that I... Um pretty meticulous about keeping long and keeping painted and they're like pointy, and that's important to me <laughs> um, and so there's those things. I also wear a binder, so that's a like a garment that compresses my chest, so I have a flatter looking chest um, which a lot of folks do so those are different things that I do that feel like gender expression to me in a more physical sense. Um, And I think that there's also things that I sort of have this like slow cycle of realizations that I do of like, oh, I didn't realize that's why I do that. So anything from like the way I sit to the way that I walk to what. How am I trying to sound when I answer the phone on different calls, you know, in certain situations, especially if I don't know the person that I'm interacting with, um, I'll, I'll think about how does my voice sound? Can I hold it in a lower register for longer? There's more sort of physical embodiment things that are part of my gender expression, whether they're conscious or not.
2: For many people, when they're able to express their gender authentically, it can be significant. It may feel a little scary, and hopefully it feels freeing.
1: It feels very validating. I think that it does feel vulnerable sometimes. So when I'm in a space, you know, with my friends, with other trans and and non-binary folks or queer community folks... It feels very validating to be able to be myself and feel seen at the same time of knowing that they aren't looking at me and seeing something different than how I see myself. They're seeing me express myself authentically. I've made other folks who are questioning their gender or have less normative forms of gender expression feel safe and feel like they get to do the same thing. So even when it feels scary, it also feels like rewarding and worth it. It's really nice to be able to say like, here, here's who I am. These are my pronouns. I'm going to take up a little bit more space. So I will say that it's a huge relief um, as far as like coming out and presenting the way that I present now. I feel much less self-conscious than I used to. And I feel much more accepting of myself.
2: When we're able to live authentically in our experience and expression of gender, we often get to build community and relationships in which we're loved and accepted exactly
1: for who we are. I don't know. Honestly, like I don't know where I'd be if I didn't have the community that I have um, right now. So it's really important to me. And because I think seeing people live authentically, whether that has to do with their gender or their profession or whatever it is, it opens up the possibilities of what you can see for yourself. Um, So when you see people like living in alignment with who they are, it's really inspiring. And um, I have been very lucky in finding a community as an adult um, that allows me to express myself and accepts me, but also really allows me to experiment. So I know a lot of trans and non-binary folks might do a slow transition when it comes to pronouns or trying out different names and having support around that has been really great. It's finding people who like accept your journey, who are excited for you to grow and change. So even just having one person in your life where you feel comfortable talking about that and they're, they're willing to kind of accept you through that can be the difference between being able to, like, feel comfortable living authentically or not. And so community is really important. And, like, one of the most beautiful things about the queer community and the trans community is I feel like no matter what, like, we can relate on a certain level. So, like, we will help each other out, you know? Like, even if I don't know a person, even if I don't like a person, like— I can relate to what they're going through and give them support. I'm going to I'm going to do it.
2: Maybe while listening to this episode, you've started thinking about your experience with gender or maybe it's something you've thought about for a while. So before we go, I want to leave you with one last bit of wisdom from Dale. That's really normal.
1: Like, it's really normal to feel like, hey, this expectation that's been put on me doesn't doesn't really fit, doesn't feel like it fits. There's a lot of different sides to people, and also people are constantly changing, and whether those are little changes or big changes or those changes take 10, 20 years, you know, everybody is, is reacting and growing and changing all the time, and so feeling that way is very normal. And I think that if you are, you know, questioning your gender identity or questioning the idea of gender, that is an okay thing to do. I think that it's really also important to know that there is always somebody else out there that is having those same thoughts or those same struggles or those same experiences. And maybe it looks a little bit different in somebody else's life, but like someone is always going to be able to relate to That process. And I would just say to like, take your time with it, do what feels good and feels right. And so just remember that even if a lot of people perceive or a lot of people kind of say that there's a lot of structure and rules to how this works, like that's all made up. It's not that it's not important, but it's not based in any, you know, capital T truth. And so it's really about finding what resonates for you. Um, what makes you feel like you're living authentically and how you want to be treated by the people around you. I think that sometimes that means talking to a friend or a family member, or sometimes that means talking to a therapist or a counselor. You know, there's a lot of people who can be receptive and, and answer questions and talk about their experience. But I think that It's, I want to like encourage people that it's okay to take your time. It's okay to like not know everything in a definitive way because it's about finding a self definition.
2: Thank you to Dale Miller, author of A Kids Book About Gender, for joining us today. Listeners, this is our last episode of A Kids Book About the podcast for this season. It's been such a joy to explore these big topics with you and all of our guests. In the meantime, we're still here. All of these episodes will be here for you to go back and listen to again as many times as you want. If you want to be on a future episode of A Kid's Book About the podcast, or if you have a question you'd like us to consider, have a grown-up email us at listen at akidspodcastabout.com and we'll send you the details. Today's episode of A Kid's Book About the Podcast was written, edited, and produced by me, Ari Mathay, with support from Matthew Winner. The show was edited by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at SoundOn Studios. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory. And this show was brought to you by A Kid's Podcast About. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. And if you like this episode, consider sharing it with a friend, teacher, or grown-up.